This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone we want to remind you uh, about our good friends at uh, syringa networks if you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce get a powerful it partner syringa networks call 385-420-7881 or visit syringa networks.net um gordon we're here at rgs exteriors call them find out what they can do for you 801-280-3110 and if you get on the books make an appointment today uh, mention uh, you root for the red or the blue and they're going to donate a hundred bucks to a great organization if you're a youth fan the Hayes tough uh, organization there with Steve Tate, or if you're a Kook fan, Nixon Strong, both having to do with childhood cancer. So, yeah, just uh, make an appointment good. for an, an estimate, you know, or just some sort of evaluation as to what you're looking at at your house. Pretty cool. All right, uh, let's get to our conversation with Mason Wake. Uh, we we did record this a little bit uh, earlier today um, when we were had a chance to catch up with him, but he's going to join us each and every Tuesday, Gordon. And uh, this conversation is going to be a lot of fun. He had a lot of great stuff in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, let's get to it. All right, here you go. <laughs> Crosses the goal line for the first points of this game. They give it straight ahead for a touchdown. That's the fullback, Mason Wake. Mason Wake gets his second touchdown of the game. Wake up. Wake up. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for our weekly conversation. Uh, checking in down in Provo out to the Smart Rain special guest line we go. Our friend Mason Wake on the show once again. Mason, uh, week number two. It's good to see you. How, how are things going? Things are going good. Uh, a little sore right now, just like most of the guys, but we're feeling pretty good being 1-0. So, Mason, uh, tell us about what the on-field experience was like, not just playing against Arizona, but playing in that particular stadium? Yeah, I mean, so right when we got off the plane uh, the day before when we got there, we went to the stadium and uh, checked it out, and it was the craziest thing ever. Like, I've never been in a stadium like that. The closest thing to it was prior to my freshman year when we played Tennessee. Uh, just a crazy-looking stadium that was just like it was. It was an awesome experience. Um, just seeing like how many fans can fit in there, knowing like just having that feeling from last year, not having any fans. Like we'd have to bring our own juice. Just seeing um, all those all those seats, and then during the game, we'd be like we'd be looking up there, and then we'd have to squint a little because there are seats even higher up than we can see. And it was just crazy seeing everyone jam packed in there, and um, it brought a lot of energy. So I'll, I'll spare you the full rant that I went on yesterday, but I saw some highlights about the crowd or uh, headlines about the crowd. And uh, they said that, boy, BYU travels well. And it, it makes me mad because it is true. I mean, there are a lot of folks went from Provo and the Wasatch Front and, and went to Vegas because who doesn't love going to Vegas? But the truth is there are a ton of BYU fans in Vegas. There's BYU fans everywhere. You know, probably a, a lot of the BYU fans that went to the game, you know, traveled 
10 miles from home. You know, it's it's kind of how BYU works. And you guys go to the, you know, the stadiums in the southeast and everybody goes, oh, wow, there's a lot of BYU. It's like, yeah, they're they're everywhere. It's part of, of, of BYU's value. But neither Gordon and I were there. Give us an estimate on percentage. How much of the total uh, crowd was was wearing blue? Royal blue, not Arizona, but royal blue. I would say about 70%, honestly. Wow. Even since, like, when we were warming up, it was like 90%. Like, there was just so many fans. And then once the game rolled around, uh, it was about like 70-30, I would say. Um, it was just a ton. Like, Arizona started a chant, like, saying just Arizona, Arizona. And then all of a sudden, just BYU came out of nowhere. And it was one of the craziest feelings just hearing everyone in the stands just yell BYU. Like, and it got louder and louder and louder. But um, awesome. as far as uh, uh, BYU fans traveling, I don't, like, a lot of people don't realize this, but BYU, it's not just a university. It's a religion. So, like, it's just worldwide, and we have fans everywhere we go, and it's just crazy. So you can play this game, uh, play games in Chile, and you'd probably have a big yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would probably sell out the stadium. <laughs> you know, uh, Mason, neither Jake or I are fashion experts, but do the players like that royal blue that Jake mentioned? Is that uh, Do you guys like that better than the uh, other shades of blue? Um, I'd say for me, I like the balance of Navy and Royal having both of them, but I think a lot of people are moving towards Royal, but I mean, me personally, I like, I like Navy and Royal. I like the balance that we have just to switch it up a little bit, but that, that Royal rush that we wore was pretty awesome. All right. Let's talk about the game, how you felt about uh, how the team performed. Uh, Tell us about Arizona a little bit and what happened on the field. Yeah, I mean, Arizona came to play. Um, We got off to a slow start on offense. Defense was playing pretty good. Um, You can tell when they started to get a little bit tired at the end, but, I mean, they stayed to it and they they started uh, putting together some stops. Um, And, I mean, we just got off to a slow start. It can't happen. Um, I I think it's pretty normal starting off the year, but uh, once we started, like, it was like the first half, like, there was the end. There was the beginning and the end and the middle part. I thought we did pretty good as an offense, scoring three straight drives. Um, yeah, just that slow start. Start. It can't happen. We had a few um, like missed assignments, but I mean, we cleaned it up there. How would you evaluate uh, Jaron Hall's performance? Yeah, he's a stud. Um, he came out and he played. He performed well. He he conducted the offense pretty good. He was a leader. Um, there was no panic in him. Like whether it be in the huddle or just when we were running, running uh, quick plays, there was just no panic, and he would just get the calls out. Um, didn't let the moment get the best of him. Uh, yeah, he's just mature, and um, I thought he played really well. You know, I didn't ask you about this last week, and I probably should have because it's kind of your signature leaping defenders. And I, I saw you interact with somebody on Twitter who who was disappointed that they didn't see a leap. Is there is there pressure to do it now i mean you've got to let something like that come naturally right yeah i mean last year i actually did feel a lot of pressure i mean it was just part of my game so i was just like for me like i don't even think about it honestly it just kind of happens like in this arizona game i actually had like a little half hurdle like a half leap but on my first catch and then i actually once I jumped over the guy, I got destroyed by the <laughs> linebacker. He broke my helmet, so he got me pretty good there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fans love it. I mean, I love doing it because, like, it's not just for show. Like, it actually, like, it, it's something to add to my game and um, make defenders 
like just they don't know if I'm going to hit them hard or like jump over them. They have no idea. So just adding that to my game has um, helped me as a player. But yeah, it's fun seeing the fans react to it. That Arizona dude had the hurdle of the game uh, over. Uh, who was that? Was that your kicker? Who was it? Yeah, that was our kicker. That was pretty. That was pretty insane. <laughs> he got pretty high. So. Uh, Mason, do you consider yourself a hybrid? Are you a fullback or a tight end? Or are you both? Um, at heart, I want to say I'm a fullback just because there's not a lot of fullbacks out there, and I'm like the fullback body, but I'm with the tight end, so I'm more of a hybrid. But, I mean, I kind of take offense when someone just calls me a fullback, and I take offense when someone just calls me a tight end because I think I'm more both. Um, I like having that balance there and I'm with the tight end. So I like being called tight end, but I also like being called fullback. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say which one, but I'd say a hybrid for sure. So Jake, keep that in mind moving forward. You uh, know? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> hybrid. I got it. But, but identifying as a fullback like that though, that's a pretty savvy PR move when you play for a fullback, you know what I mean? Like plant that yeah. in his mind. Like I've, I've got the fullback mentality. I am the fullback. I am of one with you in your playing days. Yeah, I mean every every team needs a fullback, so everyone <laughs> everyone needs to be that everyone needs that mean guy on the team, that that meathead kind of guy. But I like being called. I like let's just say fullback slash tight end. That's yeah. good for me. So that being said, why weren't the tight ends targeted more in that game? And is that something that we'll see moving forward? Or were you hiding that from the Utes because you didn't want them to prepare for that? Um, I wouldn't say we were hiding, but I just think. I mean, it's not like we didn't run routes like, or we didn't block a bunch, but um, I think we were out on routes. Just Jaron um, did a good job finding Neil Powell, and um, that's, just, that's just our offense. Like each, each week, each game week, um, there could be someone else that shines, and that's just how many weapons that we have. Um, and that just goes to show our depth, and uh, that's just kind of how it rolls. So it is rivalry week, and uh, we talked to you last week about how you grew up a Boise State guy, even though you know obviously locally you're you're familiar with it, grew up with it, but was detached from it in a in a way. So uh, sum up your opinion on the rivalry growing up as almost like an outsider and now being involved. Um. So growing up, I mean, of course I watched it, um, but I mean I didn't care that much about it, but. Honestly, I mean, it's just the, it's one of the craziest rivalries in the country. Like it's, it's ranked probably top five um, in the country, maybe even top three. But I mean, just seeing how much preparation there is going into each game and just, this is like, I mean, you always say this is like the game that you're on is the biggest game of the year. But for me, this has been the biggest game of the year since the last season ended. Like we just want to just go out there and play hard. And um, it's always fun playing against rivals, but. I've only had one game against them, so, and I didn't play in that game, so this is going to be fun. So, Mason, give us the top three reasons the Cougars will beat the Utes, and as you guys are more handsome, one of them. <laughs> Man, oh, you guys are trying to get me to say something, but. <laughs> That's what Gordon probably, does. Uh, top three reasons? <laughs> Man, this is tough. I don't know. These are going to get out to some youth, and some guys are going to be pissed off, but. Uh, I mean, one, I guess, I guess one could just be that, um, they've won nine straight and we're just motivated to go out there and play, uh, if we're at home, uh, 
I don't know. There's not much I could say. There's just going to be a lot of energy from both sides. Everyone's going to want to come in there and win. And uh, that's a hard question, but we'll just have to see. <laughs> you can't stand those huge, can you? Nah, I want to beat them. I cannot stand them. How does Coach uh, Coach Sataki uh, uh, approach it now? He did an interview on our station. I guess it'd have to be yesterday. And he, you know, he says the right things. He says, you know, I'd like, you know, for rivalry week to be every week, but I realize that that's not necessarily realistic, but I mean, he's saying the right things, right. But he's been on both sides of it, you know, as a player and now both sides of it as a coach. So how does he approach it? Um, Gordon and I were talking yesterday, urban Meyer, I'm sure you've heard the, the legends, you know, put BYU logos in the urinals and all these kind of silly juvenile things. Coach Witt, uh, it kind of takes these subtle, jabs how does coach Sataki uh approach the the rivalry week um so it's pretty subtle uh so he's pretty much the same it's like the same intensity there is every week whoever we play but i mean you can always tell there's a little bit of an edge when we play utah see i this is only my second like we haven't gone through game week yet but this is only my this will be my second game against the utes but i mean there's always just this different energy and like Every single time we break, like as a team, it's always beat Utah or something like that. Just to like keep it in our mind and just um, we have these quotes on the walls uh, during game week. Uh, every rack when we're lifting about beat Utah, like that's just our mentality. Like that's that's what we're focused on, and that we're not focused on anything else. How do you balance the emotion of that with the cerebral approach, the poise that you need to have on the field against? Uh, an opponent of this quality. Yeah. I mean, Utah's a good team and you don't want to like go out there and try to be a hero. You don't want to go out there and just make it personal. You just want to like trust your teammates and Kalani has been pretty big on that the last couple of days is trusting your teammates and just going out there and being you. And there's going to be a ton of energy because who we're playing and you're going to want to be doing stuff. Maybe you shouldn't like talking, talking crap and some things You can talk to Neil Powell about that. He was pretty funny in the game last week, but um, yeah, just going out there and being ourselves and just don't let the moment get too big for you. And like, just, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on this week and during the game and just, um, being poised, but just having that chip on your shoulder, like you want like this is rivalry week. So part of what makes this rivalry great, I think is, is how intertwined it is, right? The schools are so close physically, you know, in proximity, but the communities are, are incredibly intertwined and it seems, you know, well, the coaching staffs are uh, as well. Um, it, it seems like the players, it's something similar. And Gordon and I were talking about this, uh, you know, now the guys can't go home during the summer and everybody's hanging around and I'm sure the same trainers and the same programs and those sorts of things are out there. But how familiar are you with the, with the Utah roster personally? Yeah, so I actually I actually played with Devin Kafusi. He's one of the D linemen yeah. up there. He transferred yeah. up there. Um, I mean, there's a few guys that I played in high school, but I mean, I'm not really um, familiar with them. But I've just been playing them. But I mean, I feel like I've been talking to Brent Covey. I've talked to him a few times on Twitter. But other than that, like, I'm not really familiar with all of them, and mm-hmm. we just want to go out there and. I mean, don't want to be wanna, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't want it this week. We don't. We don't yeah. care. But yeah, that's just our mentality. Makes we are not friends this week. <laughs> as far as your offense goes against Utah's defense, uh, what can you guys do to smooth it a little more? What What needs to happen to be more efficient, more proficient? 
Um, I think as an offense is getting the run game going. Um, Tyler Algier is one of our best players, and we have a really good old line, and um, our tight ends can block. And just getting our, our run game going, that opens up everything else. And just having Utah respect the run um, and having Jaron being able to run and pass, um, especially having him run, having a dual threat, is pretty, it's pretty good for our offense. But, I mean, just settling down, getting the run game going, getting back to what we're good at, um, and it'll open up everything else. Last thing from me, uh, Mason, and we're going to table the name of the show controversy until we get uh, Austin was in, unable to be with us today. So, so hang on to that one. Keep thinking about it. But we want we want Austin back involved. But Gordon, this is going to be some self torture for you and me. But you said you grew up with uh, you know watching the rivalry and remember the games. Uh, just to make us feel old, what's the first rivalry game you remember? Uh, you know, rooting or being involved with, or remember the ending or whatever. Man. First one I remember, I mean, I don't know if this is the first one I remember, but I'll get to that. But, like, the biggest one I remember was probably the bowl game. The bowl game when they played each other. It wasn't that long ago, but when I think it was – was it BYU that jumped out to that huge lead? It was Utah who did. Gordon and I were both both at the game, and then BYU reeled them back in and just came up short. Yeah. That was, like, that was the most insane game ever. Just that energy, like, it was just awesome to watch. But, I mean, probably the first one, I can't remember his name, but when he was – it was like come down to the end of the game, number 13, was it Harleen? Yeah, the tight end when he for caught, the Kings. When he caught that ball in the end zone yep. on his knees. Yeah, that game, that was probably one of the earliest that I've have, seen. Have you ever heard Greg Rubel's call on, on that play? Uh, it, it's it's kind of the iconic call of his career, but but if you get a chance and and maybe we'll play for you next week or something when when Austin's back. But uh, it, the Ralph, who actually is a friend of the station, very nice guy, has the most high pitched scream in the background that you have ever heard in your entire life. I mean, just absolutely goes bananas and screams Good. as Greg is announcing, you know, Harleen touchdown, Cougars win, the whole thing. It just Gordon, how would you describe it? Shrill. I don't yeah, that's a good word. Is that a good word for it? We'll have to play it for you. But okay, so Harleen is still open. Okay. All right, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Mason, let me ask you real quick about, is there any thought amongst the players about this talk about the Big 12? Is that how Has that seeped through the team, and how do the players feel about that? Um, honestly, we haven't even talked about it at all. Like, I've, I've been seeing stuff about it, but that's just not what we're focused on, like, the coaches haven't brought it up. No one's even really talking about it at all. Like I haven't really heard anything about it. You just see it on Twitter and on TV and stuff. And you just, I mean, we, we just, we just, honestly, we just don't care about that right now. And that's just something that the higher ups will take care of. And they'll, um, they'll let us know if anything happens, but just right now we're focused on the next game and that's Utah. You use the word focus there. Is that a part of a strength? Is that a strength of this team? Do you think, it has the maturity to dial in on what's most important in the, in the here and now, or what, what, what is the personality of this team so far? Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of our success last year is maturity and our focus, um, not knowing if we were going to play a season. Um, and just, I think, uh, um, Kalani talks about it a lot is having competitive advantages. And that, that was one of them is being focused and, focused on the now and um, not looking ahead. And I think that carried over to this year. And um, we're just extremely matured and focused. And that's just a big part of our program. Mason, thank you very much. And good luck on Saturday. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I've never heard of it. 
All right, there you go. That's Mason Wake, our weekly conversation uh, with him. That's going to be a lot of fun throughout this season. We are live at RGS Exteriors. Give him a call. Get on the uh, schedule today, 801-280-3110, and uh, you're going to do some good, and we'll, we'll jump into that. But uh, you're going to help some folks that need it, but you're also going to improve your home. Uh, I would imagine, Tim, there are a lot of folks who have kind of been on the fence about improvements to their exterior, can see stuff when they pull in the driveway every day. Now is the time to jump on it. It is. You know, it's obviously now's the time to, uh, believe it or not, it's, you know, it's going to be 90 plus degrees this week. The chill's coming. Um, fall's coming. And fall's the, the best time and, and usually the, the biggest time uh, to take care of gutters, right? To make sure the leaves are cleaned out, that it's ready for winter, like we talked earlier with Gordon, that, you know, to put the heat cable in there to keep the ice out, whatever it is, to, whether it's new gutters, repairing the gutters, putting the gutter covers on so you never have to clean them again. Now's a great time for that. And then, you know, we, like we talked about, to just making your home look good. You know, changing the outside appearance, new siding, new stucco, stone, combination of the, all the above. Whatever it is, we're just here to help out, and let's make homes pretty. Tim, would you recommend uh, people in neighborhoods who don't like the way their neighbor's house looks calling in for them? Uh, hey, that works, too. But I'll, t- I'll tell you the best, the best peer pressure you have. Uh, good or bad. In, get yours done, and yeah, then everybody else wants hey, to. Hey, we all want to keep up with the Joneses in Utah, right? <laughs> so get your house done, and then your neighbors will follow suit. So, no, but look, the, the reality of it is, is is we're just here to help out whatever it is. Just have our, our estimators come out. Uh, our guys are really, they're chill. They're not high pressure. We're not one of those, you know, sit at your kitchen counter for three hours kind of guys. We're not that. We want to come and give you some information, give you some an education of what we can do and, and what separates us maybe from our competitors. And then if it's a fit, awesome. Let's do some business. If it's, if it's not, that's okay. We'll try to get you in the right direction. But, you know, that's what we're here to do and, and just get, get our guys out. 801-280-3110. Call. Get on the schedule today. Got a little extra rivalry incentive, too, because we're going to do some good. Yeah, you know, look, we want to – we love the BYU-Utah rivalry. It's always fun. And uh, – we thought, what a better way to do it than with Childhood Cancer Awareness this month and to, to try to support two really, really good charities. Um, the Haystuff Foundation there that Steve Tate uh, runs, uh, great story. Uh, I don't know about great story, but a good foundation with what's happened with, with him and his family. And then um, with the Walcott families, uh, the Nixon Strong Foundation there for, for the Cougars, a phenomenal uh, charity with both. So what we're doing is just call. All you have to do is just book an appointment. Nothing more, no obligations, no, no strings attached. Just book an appointment today, and uh, we'll donate 100 bucks to each charity, and we'll just kind of see who, who's better, Cougars or, or Utes. Either way, you're, you're uh, contributing to help kids fight cancer, which is something we can all get behind. It is, and I think right now, I think my office said, I think it's tied up right now. I think we've got equal, equal in, so we need to – you know, find a push. Let's get a push. Let's make it happen. Let's get some money to raise for these these wonderful foundations. 801-280-3110. Call now. 801-280-3110. RGS Exteriors. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. More next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Holy War is here. Kalani Sataki and the Cougars look to snap Utah's winning streak at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Here's your Cougar 30 update. Quarterback Jaron Hall gives his thoughts on trying to break the nine-game losing streak to Utah. Short memory, you know, and anything in the past is in the past, and we look forward. So for us now, it's just looking forward to this next game because that's what we can control. You can't change the outcome of the past, um, but we can, you know, prepare our best for, for Saturday, and that's what we're going to do. This update brought to you by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. Football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Holy War is here. Another chapter in the Utah BYU rivalry is about to be written. And your home for the best coverage of Rivalry Week is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to our guy Ben on a total request Tuesday. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at RGS Exteriors. Let's, uh, we didn't get to this in what's going on earlier in the show. You want to check in with DJ and PK? Let's do it. All right. They uh, give their thoughts on the rivalry and taking the temperature of both fan bases. Let's listen in. Kyle Winningham won't say BYU's name. Kalani Sataki roots for Utah, except when they play BYU. WTF. Well, that's exactly what I do. You won't uh, say BYU's name? No, I root for Utah, except when they play BYU. Aha! Yeah. And then what do you do? Root for BYU. Okay. Isn't it obvious? No, it's not. Well, when I said it's exactly what I do, it should be obvious. You could stand back and just let events That's flow and That's not exactly then. I would not use... Hear the words out of my mouth, ding dong. That's exactly what I do. Do you understand the definition of exactly? No. You are exactly a nerd. Do you understand that? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, That's been true for a long time, so. It's exactly what I do. I'm right there, brothers in arms, with Kalani Satake. Why is this happening? David says Kyle's overcompensating. He's hanging on to Urban Meyer's shtick, and it's getting old. Frankly, Utah's focused heavily on BYU and not on November. Take a lesson from Alabama. Peak in November, December, and January. Well, they actually peak when the signing day was uh, exclusively in February. That's when they peaked. Now they peak in December because more of the kids sign in December. They peak when they bring in all that 10-star talent. 10-star, that would be awesome. Yeah, if you add them up. (laughs) 10 guys with one star? No. 20 guys with half a star? No, it's uh, one guy with 10 stars. They just seem to have so much pro talent, it's ridiculous. 
David says Kalani has class. Kyle does not. It's pretty simple. So Max Hall was right? David Morris, is that Max Hall's burner account? They're classless? Class. The whole organization? I hate everything I about, about them. them. <laughs> you just bring that quote up, man. And that's true. I've always stood side by side with Max Hall, my fellow former Sun Devil. Because I really believe Utah is classless. I mean, you look at them. I mean, I'm, I, I can kind of see up there right now. It just screams it. Jeez. Nate's ready to trick Kyle into saying, he says, ask Kyle where he got a degree from or where he played college football. You know what I find funny, though? If you bring up anything relating to BYU, he, he gets visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah. Partly. I don't know why. Maybe that? a little bit of the, the Urban Meyer stick. Yeah, but and this then is certainly, a decade plus later. And then certainly he got, uh, he and Bronco and recruiting battles and got offended by stuff that got said. So easily offended, that guy. <laughs> and then it was real. But then he didn't really want to make it about Bronco, so now he can't really go back on it, showing no weakness and all that stuff. He hated Broncos since he was born with passion. <laughs> That's a Morgan Scally line, not a Kyle line. <laughs> well, he is who he is there, and he's not changing. Would you, BYU fans, do you want Kalani to back away from the love that he can just consistently shines upon Utah, heaps upon them? It's an honor to play them. It's an honor to get beat by them. <laughs> He's never said that. I know, but isn't that the next it's step? It's implied. That, that is the next thing, <laughs> since that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so is this Kalani trying to disarm Kyle? Because no. Kyle's used all this uh, hatred to rev people up? No, I think he's genuine. All right, there you go. DJ and PK, a little clip there. We're going to interrupt it because speaking of David James, uh, he has some news for us. So we're going to get to him on the line. Uh, DJ just coming from the press conference. Uh, George Klyavkov is uh, up on the hill. In fact, is, is DJ with us, Austin? DJ, thanks for blowing us up, man. Jumping in the car and calling the big show. You're the man. What's going on? Well, it's not every day you get to preempt yourself. As a matter of fact, I don't know if True. I've ever done that before. So check that box. That's one bucket list item. Boom. There it is. I preempted myself. Excellent. Um, George Klavkov just spoke with the, uh, the media here about the future plans for the uh, Pac-12. There are a lot of questions. He's doing his listening tour. This is the seventh of the 12 schools he's visited. He plans to have them all. Um, plans to visit all the campuses before the next college football playoff committee meeting, which is in late September. I think he said the 28th. Um, asked about the future of the playoff, whether it's going to be a one-network event. And uh, he said, no, it's going to be a multi-network event. That's really the only healthy way to go forward. Basically copy the NFL. He said it's the second best live TV sports property out there after the NFL. And so, I mean, he wouldn't say it because he won't speak to specific networks, but I assume that CBS, Fox, and ESPN are all going to end up with two, three, four games, something like that. Um, assuming they go to a 12-team playoff. Yeah. Um, which, you know, isn't locked in stone. It hasn't been announced, but I, I think it's still probable. Um, and then I talked about the uh, TV rights, and he said that um, there are multiple people interested, but he didn't want to speak for any of them in the Pac-12. I think it's pretty safe to say that CBS needs some new product after the SEC. And if I were the CBS, the logical thing is a Big Ten Pac-12 doubleheader. ACC and SEC are already signed up. So we'll see where that goes. After, I asked him about a scheduling model. If the league would be going from nine to eight conference games. And he said the model going forward is 
eight conference games, one game against the Big Ten, one game against the ACC, and one would be home and one would be away. It'll take a while to implement that because there's a lot of games scheduled, but there were follow-up questions, and he said, well, there's some thought that the SEC adding two teams may down the line opt to add a conference game. And if they do, because it's a 16-team league, they might need the ninth game. It's interesting. Everybody might flip. The SEC might be playing nine games, and all the other leagues could be playing eight, which is actually hilarious when you think about it. Um, but if that happens, then and, – and Mark Harlan was very clear about this. They, he said the youths don't want to unilaterally uh, end a contract. However, if everybody thought it was in their best interest and it was mutual, you know, then you can be open to that. That's, that has a different you know, feel to it. Um, so those long-term series with Arkansas and LSU, I mean, Florida starts next year, so that's soon enough. I think that probably just gets played. But I think LSU and Arkansas are out there far enough. They might not get played, and those might be replaced with alliance games. So we'll see where this goes, but it looks like, um, like Klavkov is, uh, is moving quick, pretty quickly and has a plan for the alliance. And you can see where the Pac-12 and the part of the country that has fewer people in the Pacific and Mountain time zone, one of the ways to make your TV product more valuable is to play teams that are in the Central and Eastern time zone. So you get the logic of, of locking in a Big Ten game every year and an ACC game every year. Does any of this have any effect on the BYU-Utah rivalry game series? So Mark Harley got asked about that, and he pointed out it's scheduled through 2030, and they don't want to break any existing contracts. They were uh, both Harlan and Klavkov were asked questions about the Big 12, but they deferred. They, uh, Klavkov said, I read all the same stuff you do, but nothing's been announced, and so we'll wait to hear. I, I know what's been written about the end of the week, and we'll just – you know, we'll wait to hear about, um, you know, what they decide to do. I just don't think they want to steal somebody else's thunder. I would think that the BYU games that are scheduled to be played, and that takes it almost to the end of the decade. And so we'll see. Uh, Harlan said he and Tom would continue – Tom Holmo, obviously – would continue to uh, would continue to talk about adding games beyond that. What was your uh, first impression there of the commissioner, DJ? He's smooth. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I thought the same thing. He's smooth. Um, you know, he's willing to um, answer pretty directly. Um, he got asked about the future of the Pac-12 network. He says he wants to make sure that he doesn't raise expectations unnecessarily or improperly. You know, he's read the contracts, and he thinks they're pretty ironclad for the next three years. But that DirecTV deal that's been elusive because of the way everything else is priced, um, you know, I think he pointed out we own all of our rights, he said. And so – the next deal could be very different going forward. He pointed out that the Pac-12 Network's producing 850 live sports events, and the next closest conferences are four and 500. So he thinks on the production side, it's really good. It's the distribution that's got to be fixed, but it sounds like that's something for the next TV contract. Although we're now at the point where, you know, three, four years from now, everything could be different. Did he have any comment on the crappy weekend for the Pac-12? <laughs> he said, he said, he said, I went to the UCLA LSU game, so apparently I chose wisely. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Um, you know, he pointed out, uh, I, I think the built in explanation slash excuse is, and he said this, he said, you know, we have teams that played three, four, five games last year, and other teams played 12. And he says, I think that may have caught up to some of our people. Um, you know, well, that would be something they did to themselves, but they didn't do it to themselves on his watch, you know. That sounds, so, that sounds like an excuse making so, to me. I mean, Washington um, is I know. Montana. Well, I know, but you're the commission. You can't say, man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did. Every back 12 fan who watched those scores, that, oh, that sucks. 
The most um, important question I have for you, DJ, is how did you feel about PK calling you a ding dong this morning? No, it's just a day that ends in Y, Gordon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. DJ, I really can empathize because I suffer personal attacks constantly oh, from my course. co-host. And you just of have to course. shake it off. Oh, yeah. You know, you know the it amount of stuff I do, you and Austin, the amount of stuff you, you guys dish out at Gordon, it's, it's pretty impressive. Let's be honest. Are you the hey, one he, texting Gordon that we need to be nicer to him? He gives no, as good as no. he gets, DJ. Oh, I do not. He absolutely did. He called me a jerk in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> I was kidding. Nobody, come on. <laughs> That's what PK would say about the ding dong. Oh, come on. It's part of the show. Bye. As he runs out of air. <laughs> and as, as as PK is telling never, telling everyone how big a Cougar fan he is. Look, for uh, I, my, my wife and I have gone out to dinner a thousand times with Jackie and PK. And my wife is really intelligent. And she still, she still isn't completely sure when PK really means what he says. So, you know, I mean, you get it. You just laugh it off. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, it's break time. All right. Yeah. There Thanks, we go. DJ. We'll be listening to tomorrow right. morning, buddy. Okay, we'll see you. Thanks, DJ and PK, of course, 6 to 10 every morning. We're live here from RGS Exteriors. We have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your Utes at 50 update. Here's Britton Covey on how to best face down the pressure of a 10th consecutive win for the Utes, something no team has done in this rivalry. I think you acknowledge the streak by looking back and seeing why we have the streak. You know, I have the privilege of that, of being a part of four games against them and seeing, okay, why did we win this year? Why do we have that streak? What did we do that year that propelled us to win? And that helps you focus more on the preparation and less on the streak. This update brought to you by Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do so with a business that is a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today, roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Austin's list. Austin has an enemies list, someplace you don't want to find your name yet. We put names on there all the time. Austin, who's making the list today? The Denver Broncos. You all remember last season when they uh, had to roll out some fifth-string wide receiver at starting quarterback mm. because all the quarterbacks had uh, been in the contact tracing. And the quarterbacks at the time, Drew Locke specifically claimed that it was a hit job by the NFL, essentially, that for a, for a brief moment, one of their masks – 
slipped down under their chin and they realized it very shortly after and put it back on and well Roger Goodell is now uh, squawking about this and saying not so here's what really happened they took their contract contact tracing bracelets or monitors off placed uh, them in one corner of the room each of them did so one per each four quarterbacks one in each corner then gathered close together to watch film then tried to tell the NFL, no, it was just our mask slip for a second. Well, Roger Goodell went as far as to pull the surveillance tape of the facility before he made that decision to not let the Broncos uh, make some kind of special signing that week. That, If you recall, people were all up in arms. Why is he letting other teams make these special signings, but the Broncos have to start some fifth-string wide receiver? Turns out because Drew Locke and company were game in the system. Oh, Big Brother was watching, huh? Yeah, and they asked him, why didn't you say this at the time? And, of course, Goodell was like, uh, I didn't want other teams to know that they could that this was something I can do, I guess, was <laughs> peer in on them. So Wait, they have surveillance uh, cameras in the in the locker room? In the, uh, I don't think it was a live feed. It's, a, yeah. it's like a team room. It's not a locker okay, room. All right. Yeah, it's right there in the in the uh, can, actually, yeah. <laughs> they should have just canceled that game. Honestly. Yeah, they should have, but... Yeah. Don't be gaming the system either. That's cheating. All right. There you go. Anytime you put the Broncos on there, it's fine by me. Uh, we're live here at RGS Exteriors. Our friend Tim is jumping on with us once again. Call him 801-280-3110. Wait a minute. Isn't Tim a Broncos fan? Yeah, I am. I was going to say, Are man, really? he threw me under wow. the bus. You hear that bus uh, right there just drive all over me? Man. Oh, I'm, I'm on record for a long time that I can't stand the donkeys. That's, that's not that's Don't nothing insult the man. I'm not insulting him. I'm insulting hey. the Broncos. That's all right. Last time I checked, Tim uh, is just know. a fan. He's not uh, on the team. I don't know, Tim. Uh, those are like your children, aren't they? Broncos? No, not that much. Okay. So but plus, it's all right, though. It, but. It, plus, Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, so how worked up could he really get? I mean, they're going to lose a lot of games. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. Tim, fire back on him. Don't let him get away he, with that. Hey, it's all right. At least I'm not a Raiders fan. Like, <laughs> that could be a lot worse, right? Man, yeah. I don't like that whole division, honestly. I used to like the Chargers, but uh, their ownership group and that moved to L.A. soured me. It's hard not to like the Chiefs. You know, it, it it's really pretty is. easy not to like the know, Chiefs, man, actually. Even Jake, as a Bronco fan. Like, Jake doesn't like anybody. He yeah. just would rather just hate on everybody. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see several teams lose. Yeah, it's true. It's fine. I mean, you know, I cheer against people. I guess that says more about me. Gordon claims to not cheer for anybody. What what's your, N- what's your NFL team? We don't know your I don't really team, have one. Yeah, I yeah, I do that no, he just hates on everyone. And Giants just, and baseball, just, is that right? Cheer. Uh, no, baseball, I like uh, either the Expos. The Expos. I like oh, the Expos. Orioles. I missed that. Yeah, no. uh-huh. See, world champions. Oh, That's how it goes, was, huh? After they won the World Series, he was wearing that Walgreens hat everywhere. He went. Oh, had it for years. Yep, yep. That's how it goes, baby. It is how it goes. That's all right. No, you, hey, we'll see. I'm just glad they're playing the NFL, man. I'm, I'm glad it's back. I'm going to be watching this Sunday. I got my fantasy team ready to go. Oh, I didn't check to see if I got any You Broncos. didn't even draft it, did you? I, well, I was here yesterday. Uh, no, it, 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 it's good, though. And, like, college football, I, uh, I, my son, uh, as we've talked before, plays out at SU, so I've gone down. I went down to Arizona State last weekend, and I'll tell you what, it was, even though it was only about half full, it was awesome. Being in a college stadium again and just it's great. real football, it just – 
man, we need this. We need to be back, and it's so good to be back. Yep, I agree. So, uh, you know, I'll watch even the Broncos play on Sunday if there we go. I'm watching NFL football. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and by the way, speaking of David James, can we tell him to put other games on Channel 2 besides the Broncos No, let's year? keep going. Oh, let's, let's keep that up, man. He, he doesn't make that. Hey, there's a reason why the Broncos are played here, bro. Well, I, I just like to make that joke about David James. I know, you know, he, he, gets, he has you know, he, gets, he doesn't have any control, and he gets calls all the <laughs> time like, screw you, DJ, I'm <laughs> Tired of the Broncos, which I find hilarious that people would actually call him. So oh, yeah. I try to feed that. He has that kind of power. You he bet. does. You bet. He's a big deal. It's a compliment. It is it's a yeah. compliment. Man, put on a different team. Dude. <laughs> uh, let's talk about RGS. Let's talk about what you can do for our listeners. And, and of course, great charity angle we're going with. Speaking of the rivalry this week or today. Well, you bet. As, as we kind of close out the day, it's been great having you guys here as always. We appreciate it. But look, we're here to just to help out customers any way they can on their outside of their home, whether it's siding, gutters, soffit, fascia, stucco. We just want to make their home, you know, the home they want to live in forever. So it's time to, to remodel. It's time to get those gutters fixed, whatever. Just call us and let's let's get it taken care of now. Um, and, and kind of the deal we're doing today with Rivalry is we we wanted to, to do some kind of a charity uh, donation today. And this month is Childhood Cancer Awareness. So what what better cause is there? And we have two Awesome. We probably have more than two, but two that I'm personally aware of um, here in Utah. We have Steve Tate with the Hayes Tough Foundation with, you know, with his son. And, and it's what a great honor it is for him and, and for all the things he does for childhood cancer. So, uh, you know, representing Utah, we've got that. And then representing the, the Cougars here, we have the Nixon Strong Foundation. Um, the walkouts are personal friends of mine and, and uh, went through. Uh, along with them, you know, watching the things that Nixon went through. But now the Tell champion that story, is, Tim. you know, it's it's actually it's man. The kid is just a flipping warrior. Uh, I've never seen anybody stronger than the little Nixon. Um, you know, he was I, I, I could be wrong on age, but I want to say he was six years old when he was diagnosed. And and, uh, you know, he ended up uh, losing his his leg and was fitted with a prosthetic and that kid would man he'd come over and swim like he was a little fish his mm. little flipper on and and it was awesome um loved sports played baseball with his prosthetic like you wouldn't believe he was just an absolute stud um and then when 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 he lost his battle with cancer uh, his mom and dad started a foundation called nixon strong and what an amazing uh foundation what they do is they just try to help families that may not have the means um to do the things that they need to do, not necessarily just for the medical bills, but simple things of clothes and food and, and even going on a little vacation or something to enjoy those last little bit of time they have with their family. And that's what the, the Nixon Strong Foundation is all about. And so it's a great honor and privilege to, to represent these two today. And really what we want to do is any customer that, that sets up an appointment, um, just mention whether you're a Cougar or Ute, and we'll donate $100 um, to each one of those foundations. And, you know, as I've been thinking about it today, you know, you may have to go home and talk to your significant other whether you want to do it or not. So what we'll do is we'll extend it out through tomorrow. Talk to your your mom, your, your spouse, whatever, if you want to do it. Just you, you can get on the website and, and click on for a free estimate. Just mention that in the estimate that you heard us on the radio today and you're a Ute or a Cougar, and we'll make sure that, that we get them the, the monies that they, that they need. And we we just you know raise some some money and and uh, let's you know Utes Cougars let's see who's going to win out. This is just an estimate. I mean they're not committing yeah, to anything, no, right? No, no. They just yeah. just have us come out. Just have us come look at your home. Give us a free estimate, free consultation, whatever you want. Just really just let us come visit with you and, and see if we're a fit. And we may not be a fit, and that's okay. We'll still gladly pay the money regardless. We just want to want to help out these these two organizations and these two uh, amazing families, uh, both the Walcotts and Tate family, and and what they've doing. 
All right, so that website is rgsutahsighting.com. That's rgsutahsighting.com. Or call 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. Tim, we always love coming out here, man. Good to see you. No, it's good seeing you guys. We really appreciate you coming out. And uh, it's a fun game. Right? Fun week. It's the best. There's like, is there anything better than college football? Nope, not There's a thing. Nothing better. <laughs> Utes Cougars this week. It's it's awesome. Um, Utes gonna they're not gonna get ten. I'm just gonna call it. All right, they're not gonna it get ten. Now. Or it ends this. It week. ends at nine. All right. Wow. How All about right. that? Look at that prediction from Tim. See what Tim is saying right here is the exact reason this rivalry should be played from from now till Kingdom Come. Amen. I agree with that. Amen. RGSUtahSighting.com or eight zero one two eight zero three one one zero. More big show next. Nine some five and twelve eight in the zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to th- say a big thanks to uh, Tim and his crew here at RGS Exteriors. They'll take care of you. In fact, call them, 801-280-3110. Tim said if you didn't get in by the show, he'll still do the charity thing if you have to call tomorrow or something. Just say you were listening and uh, you're a fan of the Utes or the Cougs, and they'll donate the 100 bucks to either Hayes Tough or Nixon Strong. Just make an appointment. But yeah. they'll, if you didn't make it by the show, don't worry. They'll still take care of you. And think about that. Uh, if you have a project you would like to be uh, tackled at your house, you, you don't have to. You don't have to guarantee anything. You don't have to sign up for anything. All you got to do is invite them out for an estimate, and they're going to donate the hundred bucks. Pretty cool. Yeah, for yeah. great causes, man. Uh, yeah, great causes, and you know, it's kind of st- Gordon. We talked about the rivalry and the energy surrounding it. It is a good way to spin a little positive vibe yeah, around the rivalry yeah, and no do doubt. some good at the same time. So there's no rooting against those two causes. No, nope. you couldn't get any better than that. Eight zero one two eight zero three one one zero eight zero one two eight zero three one one zero. Plus, uh, they do great work at RGS. You can uh, really do some cool stuff to your house. So find out what eight zero one two eight zero three one one zero. Take. Uh, I apologize for calling calling you a jerk early. Oh, it's show, just yeah. one of several personal shots you've taken. What were the other ones? See, I love that uh, that you, you, I get the reputation for being you do. Mean, but when, yet- when are you guys going to start believing? DJ calls in and says, "Hey, between you and Austin, what you dish out at me is way worse than what I dish." See, at that's you. that's another uh, person who believes they're bullied when really they're not. Calling it insane, trying to stand up for someone who's not bullied either. That's does that a, make sense? Good, yeah, it does None make a lot of sense. None yes, at it all. does. DJ's hurt, one. and he get, knows I, you're hurt, so I he's standing this, up for I it. get this from people I don't even know who come up to me and say, tell Jake and Austin to back off. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, you are a big you're a big, big man for uh, just letting that roll right off your, your back mm-hmm. like the talking duck. Dick, you are a puzzle wit, a fathead, brains less than a guinea pig. It's fine. I, can I was it. reading that. Come on. Now you're doctor. You know what you are? You're a nitpicker. <laughs> yeah, Gordon's close family. Moron, oh, idiot, stupid, right down no. the line. My close family has nothing to do with this. Uh, these are people. These are yeah. these are. Um, look, I'm a man of the people. I hear what the You're people say, either. and this is what they're saying. And you know what? There's a thing. I'm trying to help you because you don't want that reputation citywide, statewide, countrywide. Bring it on. Fine with my reputation. Thank you. Double wide. I'll see yeah, you, you on you Twitter. Don't, you don't want that reputation. Double you wide. want a reputation of being uh, a smart 
conscientious, uh, insightful sports commentator. Uh, not a, a not a mean bully. You know, people comment- I don't even know come up to me all the time in the socially distanced age and, and say, "I don't know how you get through the not sports report every day." Really? Because I get the exact opposite. I Do get you? People, <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here at remote after remote. People come up to me and say, "I love the not sports report." Tell Austin to cram. I don't Enjoy think anyone's your- ever said tell Austin to cram. <laughs> Gordon, you uh, you enjoy your evening. It's good to see you. Why don't you cram? All right, that might have been a little bit of me mixing in, but that's the feedback I get from a lot of people. I'm sure it is. Megan will back me on this. People come all the time. That, uh, people coming up to you when Megan's not around, she'll back you up on that? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.